Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Real Estate Confidant School. I'm your host, Mike Razor, here in New York City. Hopefully, you all are having an amazing day. Hopefully, you all are having an amazing holiday. Christmas time is here. New Year's is coming up. And some people are struggling, some people are not. Some people are loving, some people are not. But I felt the need to put together this episode to let people know in the real estate industry and banking and other aspects of business that we work with that there is a separation between church and state, figuratively speaking. You got folks that work in banking that think they know about real estate, right? And then you got people in real estate real estate that think they know about banking. Or you have people in real estate that they think they know all aspects of real estate. I need to stop you all, especially, not especially, but including individuals who have been doing this thing as long as I have who have been in real estate a long time, who have been real estate agents, investors, who have been in commercial real estate, residential real estate, okay? Um, Land ownership, warehouses, etc. I need for you all to understand that there is a separation and there's different facets of Um, of business when it comes to this real estate game. Okay, lower tier to higher tier. General real estate, residential and normal commercial real estate, um, which is uh, above four units um, or more. Above four units, so that's five or more. Um, And I need for, not need, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, but it's imperative to, uh, to, in order to maneuver the proper way to put your ego to the side. Um, My focal point the last couple of years has been uh, focusing on uh, doing business deals, mergers and acquisitions. Mergers and acquisitions, I had to learn. Even though I've been doing real estate for a long time, the mergers and acquisitions section sector is a whole other animal. And most realtors, most <coughs> agents and brokers, they don't delve in that. They don't know anything about that. Most of the times, the agencies that they work for don't even teach them about that. Why? Because the brokers that own the, the agencies know nothing about that, I won, or they do know about that, but they want to keep the agents and junior brokers in that space so that they can make money. They don't want to have to create a whole new sector of the business that just deals with mergers and acquisition. Now, understand... When dealing in this aspect, we also deal with the banks. You have to build a relationship with the banks, right? Great. I'm dealing with um, 
having a relationship with banks and learning the process, but also to understanding that a lot of the bankers, the people that work in the banks, the mortgage loan originators, okay, the MLOs, the one that studied in the class, got the certificate, then took the state exam and passed it, or the ones that just were hired in the banks and then they were able to do what MLOs do under the bank, under the the bank's underwriters. Understand that when it comes to business acquisitions and, and commercial transactions in real estate, for example, you want to go and you want to buy a business at the same time, the business is also offering you the real estate combined. It's a totally, uh, it's a totally different deal than you trying to work out um, than, a, than a general banker trying to work out a deal with uh, a residential purchaser or commercial purchaser who, are try, who is trying to purchase, for example, five units plus or, uh, you know, for residential or um, a store, you know, a storefront that's empty. I'm talking about empty real estate. We're talking about a, a piece of real estate that's commercial that the business works out of. So not, and, and that they own. So we're talking about the combination of the two. This is a totally different deal and a totally different deal structure. This is a part of what I was explaining earlier about learn, being humble and learning the process, understanding what this person on the other line that you're, you're talking to is talking about. When structuring certain deals, you have to understand that. Now, going back, let's let's step back. Okay? Most of you will not have to deal with this because you won't be worrying, you, you won't be dealing or handling any commercial transactions with businesses. But individuals that are, prime example, <clears throat> We have brokers, for example, that work under brokerage firms. Those brokers focus mainly on selling businesses, not necessarily having to do with the real estate and not necessarily having to do with uh, selling those businesses directly to other businesses. Okay. And what usually happens is from my from what i've learned and for what I, from what i've experienced individuals or families would come to the brokerage uh, firm and say hey i saw this listing for this business um, i'm reading over it i think i'm interested in buying the business what the broker normally does is the same thing that every other agent or broker does in real estate. Oh, um, do you have proof of funds or, um, uh, great. Uh, what's your income and 
and you know, things as far as financials are concerned, right? But do you do that when it comes to working with a business instead of an individual? And I know some of you are like, what? What do you mean? Let's, let's, let's look at it on paper. I'm calling, I'm calling you, right? You pick up the phone. I tell you that I'm interested in a particular business, right? And the first thing you, you ask me is how are you going to fund the business? That's the wrong question because you're asking me, how are you going to fund a business without asking me what my, what my position is in the deal? I could just be calling on behalf of someone else. Right? So <clears throat> let's not jump the gun just yet. Second thing, you have to ask yourself, have you ever done a deal like this before? Have you ever worked with um, businesses in closing deals? Third, let's move on to not the broker aspect, but the banker aspect. Bankers, you guys have a valuable part in this in transactions. You got to get your one to two points or three points and all that extra money that you love to get. Okay? And, 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 it, and you know, MLOs, you guys have <clears throat> certain requirements, certain laws that you have to abide by. Right? You know? So I, I can't just come up and say, hey, I got... I, I, I got $300,000 in cash right here in a bag. No, that goes against the, against the rules, right? And it has, to, it has to be in the bank for a specific amount of time, two months or more, um, in order for it to even be utilized for a deal. That's how the, that's how the, the state... Um, the the uh, the government uh, has the rules, right? But when you're dealing with businesses and banks, and you are big time, we're talking millions upon millions of dollars of of, of deal making. We're not speaking about small potatoes, right? Don't get nervous. I'm going to ask a few questions. If you answer those questions properly, then maybe we could move on to the next, the next step. That's me asking the banker. The banker, most bankers are used to asking the questions to the customer. And that's okay. But understand that this is a whole other level of, of banking and doing business, people. I know you thought, bankers and brokers too, I know you all thought that this is the end-all, be-all. You got to go through me in order to get this money. That's not the case. We want, or people who are doing these businesses, uh, bankers, we want the credit committee. We want the director uh, of, of, of banking or, you know, the, those titles that you guys give each other when you are, are executives, the ones that actually may say stamp of approval here, just put it through, boom, 
I understand, guys, bankers, you guys, you know, at the end of the year, you know, in January, you want to get your bonuses. I understand. <coughs> I get that. But if we go, we ask you specific questions, you answer those questions a certain way and, 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 and cross your T's and dot the I's. And then we send you an email with information presenting you with opportunity to work with our business. You need to read the document that we send to you if we so choose. Otherwise, we're going to ask to speak with someone who is a part of the credit committee. Someone who actually makes the decisions or someone who has who has who is seasoned in doing deals and mergers and acquisitions, especially in specific uh, areas of business. Oh, I hope you guys are hearing me. Don't get mad now. Okay. I recently made a phone call to a family member of mine uh, who just got their license. And I kind of figured that I kind of figured that the the conversation was going to go a certain way, but I decided, Hey, I want to speak to him anyway. I want to ask a question or two. I want to see where he is in the, in the totem. If he has the power to do the deals that I'm presenting with all the financials that are required, with all the financials that are required, then we could do business. Unfortunately, the same state of mind that every other MLO, and not all, okay, let me step back, it's not all, but many MLOs have, was exactly what he did. And I don't blame him because it's something that you learn throughout being in real estate and then going to get your MLO to work with the banks. Cause you think it's a step up. You're like, man, I went from, I have my license, my real estate license. I closed a couple sales deals. I did this. Now I'm moving up. I got my MLO. I'm working with the bank. Woo, I'm the money now. No, you're not the money now. You up under the money. The ones that are the money are the ones that could just put the stamp on it and say, Go ahead, just give it to him. You understand? So, so tread, you know, tread lightly. Because you may, and the reason I say that, let me, you know, the reason I say that is because you may lose out on a big opportunity because of arrogance and ignorance, misunderstanding. Sometimes um, I converse with the bankers and then they say <coughs> excuse me not only the bankers but the MLO the, all the MLOs bankers whatever they say you must be confused with what an MLO is versus what uh, an underwriter is and I have to clarify for them no I'm not confused I know the difference between an underwriter and an MLO. You all have to do the uh, paperwork. Okay? You got to make sure the paperwork is right, MLOs. 
You got to make sure them points is right. MLOs on that paperwork. Now, certain businesses, certain banks have this, the computer system that breaks that information down where you fill it out, do, 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 do. And based on how many applications you have, how many people come through and how many deals actually close and are approved will determine how many, how much money you make. Okay. And, um, you know, like I said, I studied for the MLO. I took the class, I passed the class, got the certificate and, you know, I still am within my three year, uh, span of taking the actual state exam, but I didn't want to do it just to take the exam. I, I wanted to do it so I could understand your aspect of business. Understand. That was that that was the point. So now that it's understood that this is how you work. Okay? Now I know, hey, this is why they ask this question, that question, or whatever. Because when you provide the package to the underwriter, you need to make sure these things are in the row and approved. Now you put the information in. If you got the right system, the system will just tell you uh, whether or not it would be approved or not based off of certain, you know, things. It's not even a person. But those individuals that have direct underwriters will send the information over. It'll be looked over, uh, stamped, approved, or whatever the case is. Sometimes it's a computer and it's an underwriter on the back end. So I want to just let everybody know, bankers, business owners, uh, agents, brokers, brokers in business, brokers in real estate, understand you are not the end all be all, nor am I. I've met some amazing brokers, some brokers that have allowed me to move, maneuver through the process <clears throat> even though they have not been through this type of business deal before, but they've gone through it. And then I've met some that have not gone through it at all, have never been through this type of deal before. And they're so cautious, they're questioning every single thing that you do. They want you to fill out a, a um, a, a, um, not a non-disclosure because that's a part of the process, but they want to, they, they, because your company's name has property in it, for example, they want you to go through all these goddamn loops in order for your, uh, for the business deal to go, you know, to move forward. I'm not, as a person who already owns businesses and who goes through this process and who have have to sign LOIs and all these other things to close the deal. I'm not wasting my time to prove to you that my business is right. There was one incident that occurred not too long ago where the company in the particular state goes and says, one guy spreads whatever rumor they spread, you know, and, and is like, Oh, he's an agent. Oh, he's trying to take our deals. I'm like, I'm not even in the aspect of business that you're working in. 
I'm not in the same department. I own the businesses. I own the businesses. You all are brokers for the business that you work for. I own the businesses. And I have a board of directors that I work with. And I'm presenting you with the documentation. So if I'm sending you this information, that means you're not reading the information. People, read the information. It will save a lot of time. It will save people a lot of time. And those that are just listening that they haven't been through any of this as of yet, that are newbies, this is great information for you to learn from just in case this ever happens. (coughs) Okay? So understand the facets of the industry, ladies and gentlemen. There are various ways you can make money through this industry. It's not just, hey, I have a residential. Hey, I have a a commercial. Hey, I have a two-bedroom for rent. Hey, I have a... And you're not even knowing knowing anything about the building, knowing anything about the property. Come on in, take a look. Fill this out. Sign this form for exclusivity. And then, you know, hopefully you could get the check and hopefully the person that you're renting the property out to doesn't try to go behind your back uh, and not pay you your uh, your fee, which has happened to me before in my career where they've tried to do that. But because I've had because I had great relationships with people who run the buildings, they they the management offices and the brokers that directly handle the properties, I was able to finesse and get my money. I know some of you all know about that. But understand, through all the nuances and processes that are required in order to close deals, don't make a deal harder than what it needs to be. If the individual looks like he's doing business the right way, if the if the if the paperwork is right, if everything is good to go, Don't try to make them go through a whole nother loop. And then the next thing you know, there's somebody else that walks through the door and you don't make that person go through the process. Okay. All right. No discrimination allowed, people. I've seen that across all aspects of this business, from banking to to brokerage to, um, you know, real estate agents, broker, all of that. And it's not right across various races. Okay. It's not cool. You understand? You put somebody through a harder process just because you think that their race uh, is questionable. Because, because, uh, 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 you know, of stereotypes, because of experiences. Now, granted, When you start having experiences with different people of different races and certain patterns start to happen, like, I get it. I understand. Oh, I don't know about this one. But see, people don't, don't talk about, well, wait a minute now. I understand that, okay. I understand you don't want to waste your time, but this person is here now. What are we gonna do? Great, don't get robbed, don't get you know, duped out of anything. No, don't be precautious. Have your measures, but don't have it extreme. 
Don't have them submit some documentation and then, you know, show proof of funds and then and then show that, you know, that the last couple pay stubs and then they have to pay a two hundred and fifty dollar application fee and you know, going through all of that. Are you you kidding me? It's 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 crazy. You have to be poetic with the deals. Maneuver through a certain way. Get things done a certain way. Structure it a certain way, the right way, as if you're a professional. Not scared. Telling you. I have some amazing people that I work with. Amazing people of various races. No regrets. So, step up. Understand the various aspects of the real estate industry. Okay? And if you need to learn in order to grow, then go back and study. Get the books you need to get. If you don't understand as an agent how MLOs work or how underwriters work or how the banks work, then go back and learn that process. I always say that. Learn that process so that when you interact with the banks, when you interact with working with these people, you clearly understand the process and you can help your client maneuver through. Hello? Hello? That's power. That's what they say knowledge is power. That's it. Because now you take an action on that knowledge. And people are looking at you like, you kind of crazy. No, I'm knowledgeable. I know what I'm talking about. I've experienced it. And then if you need to, get some mentors to double back on. Hey, uh, Mr. So-and-so. Hey, John, let me let me show you something. Does, does this sound right to you from your 30 years experience? Nah, man. Or, or am I doing this the right way, John? I, I just want to make sure because this agent, this broker, this MLO. Well, no, nah, you're doing it the right way. Or, well, you should double back and fix this. These are things that you guys have to do. And and I know it's frustrating. I know it's not easy. I know, I know, I know. All right? I get it. And then also and then at the same time you have your personal lives. Family. Sometimes you can't be with family cuz you got to do deals. I get it. <clears throat> Sometimes it feels like your mind is just going all of which way and you still have to keep your health in order. I get it. I understand. But in due time, you push through those barriers. You get through those layers 
and you succeed and you conquer. That's the only thing that you can do. Men, I know from a man's perspective, conquering makes me satisfied. I have to keep maneuvering up. I have to. Some people on your wavelength, some people not. Some people try to help you, then it falls apart. Sometimes they say, do this, you do it, and then they have ulterior motives. Sometimes they help you genuinely, and then at the last minute, a switch up happens, and now somebody else is getting what it is you are supposed to get. But then that person that says, that was that was helping you says, no, 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 trust me, you good. There's another opportunity there. Sometimes people on the back end don't know enough about you. So they question. And the person that knows about you have your back and say, look, go through, let, let them go through this. That way you could have a conversation with them or her. You get through that process, people. You show these people that you're worth every penny, every bit. See, growing up, I know some of us had hard times. Some of us was a little easier than others. But I bet you, for sure, as an adult, going through certain things, trying to accomplish certain goals and doing things, you begin to, you're beginning to learn why things were a little difficult when you were young at certain times. You're beginning to learn. You're beginning to understand. And this is this is the process. Okay? Even if it's hard, stick to the next level. Push to that next level. You deserve it. You deserve every penny. You deserve every penny. This is about growth. This is about opportunity. And when you push through certain barriers you've never been through, it hurt. It's hard. It's not easy. You moving that boulder. You're moving that boulder that you've never moved before, which means you're stronger now. You pushing these people out the way that been holding you down, trying to get you, get, get you off your square. No, 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 no. Push to that next level. Push to that next level. Those that you, that, excuse me, those that are poor, who are poor, push to that next level. Those who are quote unquote middle class that want to maneuver up, push to that next level. Those that are already wealthy, but that's trying to maneuver up, push to that next level. 
those who have already been up there, but then push down, push to that next level. You have the power within you. Keep on pushing. No matter what the struggle is, keep on pushing. You're going to get there. Keep on pushing. There's various ways to accomplish your goals. Keep on pushing. You are the light at the end of that tunnel. Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. You are great. You are amazing. So everybody that's in this real estate game, everybody that's learning the process, that's trying to get to that next level, push. And you will succeed. You don't have to be famous. There's a lot of millionaires that are quiet, low key. So many times I've gone to Miami and I've seen all these beautiful mansions. Been in, been here in New York. See all these beautiful mansions. See all these beautiful condos. Top floor, two levels, special uh, mahogany wood floors, cherry wood floors, emerald green specialty made bathroom sinks. If that's how you want your life to be, you have the ability to do it. You just got to learn. And for some, it's easier to do it than others. Some family were uh, were able to transition money to the kids, some real estate to the kids, to utilize, to offset business expenses, to be able to structure and build in this economy, in this world to grow to that next level. You have that ability. So the next time you speak to that banker, the next time you try to negotiate a loan, the next time you speak to that broker, you speak to the agents, you're looking at properties, or you are yourself an agent, a broker, an MLO, think about it. Think about the person that's across from you. Think about what their goals and their dreams are and see how they get, how how you can help them truly. If it's not possible, it's not possible, but if you can, then do it. If it's something you don't understand, if you, you've never experienced it, like a business owner coming to you to do a uh, mergers and acquisition deal, 
and you've never done it, then tell them you've never done it before, but you're willing to learn. Let's see if it's something that we could do and I could speak to my uh, my under my superior, my underwriter, my uh, 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 credit committee at the bank. that hold those meetings at 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, Thursdays at 2 p.m. or 1 p.m. Come on, people. We all can learn from one another. We stop being so defensive and stop being so judgmental and not trying to get over on people all the time. Trying to get a, you know, trying to get a little extra on the side. You know. I understand if, you know, if if you could do it, great, you know. What have you, you could, you could add a little extra, but as long as it don't hurt the person, as long as you know, as you know, you're not trying to undercut the person, you're telling the person the truth, trying not to negotiate the person so low or so high that the, um, that there's really no benefit for the purchase person to purchase the real estate or the business. I got a deal right now that's that's under uh, uh, under contract right now where the individual who owns the businesses did that. I haven't made I, I was, you know, my accountants and, and everybody going through this process. You know, they looked over the doc, the, you know, the doc financials and stuff and it. You know, it look, it makes sense in terms of financials. But the first question was, why are they why are they pricing the business so high? You know. So now I have to make a decision. Because um understand in business there's negotiations there's there's you know people want to want to negotiate you down as far as they could bring you and all of this I you know that's not that's not for me man understand you you know you want to be you want to try to get the best you can the best deal you can and all of that stuff if I'm telling you that the value of the company is a certain the debt service service coverage ratio is a certain amount, and I tell you the value of the business is a certain amount. And you still tell me that, oh, you know, we, we still want this amount and this, that, and the third. You feel either one, the business is more valuable than what's on paper. And what you've had, you have shown over the last 20 to 25 years. Or you just trying to get a payday. Either way, it makes more sense for people to pass that along and move, excuse me, and move on to something else.
That's with all deals. Not just not just commercial business deals. That's all deals. Come on, people. The truth will set you free. Anyway, I appreciate you guys listening in across the uh, podcast airwaves, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and various others. If you want, I think there's a Q&A section on Spotify. You could ask questions or, you know, present comments or what have you. Hopefully you all learned something today. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And um, have a good night. All right. Oh, and Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs>